0: Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, the podcast which gives you keys to claiming your personal power. For more than a decade now, I've studied the king, warrior, magician, lover archetypes. And in this time of great turmoil, I will reveal their secrets. My name is Ivan Fikenskav Schellum, founder of Men's Initiation, Reclaim Your Inner Throne. And it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. Hi there and welcome, this is your host Ivan fegenskjær Shalom, founder of the men's initiation Reclaim Your Inner Throne And I'm out in the fields and um, snow has melted It uh, happened over uh, just a couple of days And a uh, very unseasonably cold weather has now vanished and it's now maybe a bit unseasonably mild But nevertheless, the sun is bright in the sky and it's beautiful. And I am ready to dive into another podcast with you all. What I want to speak about today is the changing of the guard. There's a lot of elders in my network and in the larger field of reclaiming a throne that are dying old age, cancer, various kinds of causes and we are at the end of an era. In the four turnings theory of uh, Howe and Strauss, we are at the last turning here and it means that we are in the breakdown phase of a seculum. That is a unit of time that more or less corresponds to a lifetime, a human lifetime, in which there is Uh, cultural development, coming out of the previous breakdown and then having a whole arc of going up and back down as new generations rebel against the old generations and things start to fall apart yet again and we are now in the breaking apart and so many of the men but also women that I have looked to for inspiration, for guidance they are no longer with us and it brings about the question who will be the new elders so there's a changing of the guard happening and this is all very tightly connected to the king archetype and this is what we're gonna explore and if you're ready then let us dive in As I'm strolling here across the field, the woods on my left here, the beautiful oak here on my right, I am thinking of three men right now. That's Robert Bly, Robert Moore, and Terry Patton. I didn't know Bly and Moore, but Patton was was a friend of mine, especially in a period of my life. We didn't have much contact towards the end of it, but Terry Patton was a luminary of the Integral Movement. He had been authoring various works together with Ken Wilbur on Integral Life Practice, and he was just a very wholesome and big-hearted guy. Robert Bly, originally of Norwegian Lutheran descent, This is something that he spoke to quite extensively, as far as I can remember. He was a very old man, I think in his upper 90s. And I never met him, never spoke with him. But being the author of Iron John, obviously he's had an influence on me, as so many other men in the world of men's work. And when I speak about the Red, White and Black Knight, I got that initial impulse from Robert Bly. So, deep bow to Mr. Bly and for his poetry, for his passion, his dedication. Robert Moore, the Neo-Jungian, uh, who really did the foundational work upon which Reclaiming a Throne stands today. This work on the King-Warrior-Magician-Lover archetypes, which basically has given life to this podcast this podcast would not have existed without robert moore he also died some years back and similarly to what it feels like to be the son of a now dead father and to not have any generations in between me and death there is a feeling of growing responsibility that starts happening as these people are dying. And we're going to get to that. But I'm also, before that, going to speak to some of these gifts that we have been given and also where these men and these people were not really meant to deliver us into the awakened world that we are now hoping is on the horizon. But these men were, in so many ways, countercultural. They were opposed to forever wars. They were very dedicated to some kind of initiation, to bring some kind of initiation into culture. Robert Bly was himself hosting it, and Robert Moore, who was more of an academic, really, and a researcher, he was involved in the Mankind Project, gave them guidance early on. So the bubble of love and truth and consciousness that grew around these men, yeah, we couldn't have, we couldn't have been without it. I think that their contribution to humanity is very, very big. Robert Moore, interestingly, being mainly a magician archetype, but also embodying quite a bit of the king as some kind of mentor for the men's movement. He um, confessed that early on in his work with the archetypes, he hadn't even realized that there was such a thing as a lover archetype. And it was funny to hear him talk about this, and I remember him being amused by it himself, because it so deeply reflects the proclivity of us as men, our tendency as men, to be beasts of burden. I don't think it works for anyone, really. It's so important to be nourished. It's so important to receive. And so finally, Robert Moore brought in that as well. And so he had the king, warrior, magician, lover archetypes. His work on grandiosity is incredibly important Facing the Dragon is a beautiful, beautiful book that I recommend for everyone to read. Also, his work on initiation is very impressive. When he died, there was a story about how it happened that shocked many of us, which is that he shot her and then shot himself. I couldn't believe that story when I heard it, and many people could not. And I can tell you, beyond a shadow of a doubt that the story isn't true. And the reason why I can be so confident about this is that I have spoken with Robert Moore's niece and she was introducing me to all of the drama around his wife and her family. And at one point I was wondering whether to go public with all of the things that I learned. And then I realized it wasn't really my job and I didn't want to open that hornet's nest because you know, That was for somebody else to do. And now, realizing that the truth still isn't out... Well, maybe I'm about to change my mind, but I can tell you this. I have the forensics report on my hard drive. And in this report, it tells very clearly that the story is physically impossible due to where the gunpowder residue was on the bodies and so on and so forth. So the story of Robert Moore shooting his wife and then shooting himself are not true. But he's still dead and his legacy lives on in people who loved his work, myself included. And so we're grateful for him. We're grateful for Robert Bly and we're grateful for Terry Patton and the many other elders that have served us so well. But as with anyone and everyone, These men were shaped by the generations that they grew up in. And this generational influence is perhaps stronger than we'd like to think. So a man like Terry Patton, for instance, being a baby boomer, he grew up just after the World War. There was this sense of rebuilding and there was an emerging consciousness around diversity and inclusion. And all of that was so beautiful back then. It was something new, and it was something that our world needed. And I saw towards the latter parts of his life that he was not able to pivot to the new world that we were in. That is not to say that he didn't have amazing visions for a more generative world, but he was unable to see that the consciousness that emerged out Of the Second World War as the first turning of the new seculum started actually by the end of the seculum by now had become the tyrannical force and so Terry Patton very much was a child of his generation and he was so enamored by these early quantum leaps in human consciousness around diversity embracing races and genders and sexual preferences this progressive wave that he very much became a part of he wasn't able to see towards the end of his life that that was now the main vector of tyranny in the world by virtue of the reality inversion that i've been talking about so much and so when i see our elders dying i sometimes wonder if on some level they have a soul contract to be here throughout this seculum. And when it all starts breaking down, they don't really want to be there to see that the consciousness that they brought into the world has now become corrupted and a force for darkness in the world. Now I've seen several people talk about this, and I think initially this is an idea that I got from a guy that Michelle is fond of following, Jason Estes on Facebook. He's a peculiar character, but also a visionary. I I like him. Even though a lot of the things that he talks about are quite far out, I I like what he has to say. And when seen through the spiritual lens, um, it makes sense to me. And personally, I'm very grateful for for Terry because he was a beautiful soul in the sense that he managed as an elder to humble himself to learn from people younger than him. So in my conversations with him over the years, he repeatedly took a position of student in our relationship. And I was kind of mind blown by that. As an incredible strength of character for an elder to be able to learn from the young in that way. So the gifts that this man had were undeniable, his contributions to humanity were huge. And yet, I don't think it was for him to shift into this transition phase, where most baby boomers just aren't able to see that their beloved Democratic Party, for instance, in the United States, are now the main vector of tyranny. They just aren't able to see it, because at an identity level, it is too confronting. It's not the journey that their soul came to have. Now, I do think that Robert Moore would be able to see what's going on, but, you know, who knows, he died many years back. Anyway, after the break, we're going to be exploring what this means for us, that our elders are dying, and uh, I'll speak to you after the break. After our Seeds of Sanctuary ceremony on August the 22nd, our new community platform Sanctuary is officially open. Sanctuary is a place free from big tech censorship and all kinds of woke bullshit and toxic narratives. This is a place where like-minded souls from the whole world, men and women both, gather to have deep inquiries into cutting-edge topics and to get support to rise in life in this difficult time. So join us here if you want access to free group coaching once per month, paid memberships, powerful rituals, and great community. Register to Sanctuary now on innerthrone.com sanctuary. Welcome. As I'm crossing the field and I'm walking towards the oak at the top of the hill, the sun has set behind the spruces and birches here to my left and so it's starting to become a bit darker. And um, it's time to explore what is our role now that our elders are dying. I think one of the challenges that so many of us have had growing up is that we, we had older people around us but we didn't have elders around us. And so we didn't really actually get to have a blessing from the king archetype. We also didn't get to have a proper initiation at the hands of the magician archetype, the mature magician. And so good reason to be all the more grateful to the few men that dared to make the courageous choices, that dared to go against the grain and to be someone unique. Somebody who had an actual contribution to humanity. As young people, somewhere inside of us, we grew up with such a desperate yearning for people like that. And even to this day, I see that some young people, youth, are looking for just one, one good person in the world, one person of integrity, one person telling the truth. And if they can find that one person, That doesn't betray them, that doesn't mess with them, that doesn't do all kinds of crap. That their highly sensitive heart and nervous system is able to pick up. You know, they're sensitive people and they just want that one person. So that they can start to have faith in humanity again. It only takes that one person. And you could be that one person. We're faced today with leaders who are torturing and terrorizing our young with propaganda and with literal child abuse. Child trafficking, pedophilia is starting to be normalized. It's not called pedophilia in progressive circles anymore. They're starting to talk about minor attraction syndrome or something like that. I don't even remember what it is. But something completely pathologically insane That is basically suggesting that it's virtuous and good to assign a friendly label to pedophilia. See, it's terrible to see this diversity ideal be completely corrupted like this and to actually now normalize criminal behavior. So we need to step in and we need to become those leaders And we need to take seriously the changing of the guard. As we are at the end of this seculum, and the world as we know it is coming to an end, that is to say that the culture, the institutions, the way we think of money, environment, all of these things, is about to burn to the ground. So all of the systems and institutions that we have been given training to understand, to be familiarized with, they're not gonna be there anymore. They're gonna disappear. And this would have been just too much for people like Morn Bly and Patton to take on. It's for us who are younger, who have more vitality, more life force and more flexibility in our systems to take this on. We need to become the new kings. We need to become the initiators. We were born for this. Because we are right here as the fourth turning is coming to an end and as the seculum completes and as millennia of cultural evolution come to an end, we are about to arrive at the end of this timeline within the next one or two years, most likely, but you're alive. And since you're listening to these words You're probably also committed to being part of this change So as you maybe feel the whole of A lacking mentoring A lacking sense of father present in your life Grieve what you didn't get But also be grateful for what you did get From men like Bly, Patton and more We do stand on their shoulders, but they also had limitations. And it is now our job, as far as I can tell, to continue walking where they could not. To move beyond where their soul wanted them to go. We are born in a later generation because we are destined to walk further. So you are part of the changing of the guard, my friend. You are now becoming one of the custodians of the world that is about to be built as a new seculum begins and a new era begins. I'm not even sure that this seculum theory will be valid anymore because the disruption of timelines and cultural dynamics that we're watching right now are of such enormous proportions, that I think a lot of these socio-cultural theories, they just won't apply anymore. Nevertheless, it's clear that something new is coming. It is clear that something new is coming, and it is for us. So what elders have you had? What elders are you grateful for? What older people are you angry with for not being elders? And what will you do now, to not merely become an old person, but become an actual elder? So, that's all I have for today. I am walking over the fields back home here, to my childhood home, and there's little pieces of frost and ice under my feet. for the most part very little snow i hope you enjoyed this exploration today of the dying elders and the changing of the guard and i hope as well that you feel somewhere deep inside of you that you feel called to be one of the people that will rise into responsibility and take on the role of an elder In the coming years. You see these unprecedented times that we are living in when the civilizational formations and structures that we are used to are coming to an end, we are faced with the most badass university of life that you can imagine. So just by being alive now, by moving through these next couple of years that are going to be very 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 intense, you're gonna become a badass, like of like epic proportions. You're gonna be such a badass a couple of years from now. And the capacities simply from surviving this shit show are going to be that of actually building a new world. Like seriously, that's what it's gonna be. And so, in my heart of hearts, even though I sometimes feel fear for the madness that's playing out, for the propaganda, for the lies. In my heart of hearts, I have full trust that this is going to turn out in a very, very beautiful way. There is no way that we're going to have a bad ending to this story. So take that with you as words of reassurement and um, hope you have a good weekend. In a few hours I will be going live inside of Sanctuary to host a live stream on Cognitive Dissonance. And uh, I'm very excited about all of the things coming on Sanctuary now. So whenever you're ready to join us there, then then please do so. It's uh, turning out to be a great place. Enjoy yourself. I'll speak to you next Friday. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me in this week's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you're invited to come walk with me next Friday we will take another deep dive into the archetypal realms. To go deeper with this Masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive, free guide.